0: Welcome to Reboot. My name is Joel Katz. We are honored today to have as our special guest, Mr. Cesar Vasquez. Cesar is a real estate developer, tech investor, and lawyer. We really are privileged to have a gentleman of that pedigree here on Reboot on Season 1, Episode 19. Reboot is an opportunity for you our podcast listener, to share some time with us and receive a valuable and insightful perspective from leading personalities from the local community on how they plan to reboot their lives, their families, and their businesses. Let's meet our guest, Cesar Vasquez. Cesar, welcome to Reboot.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation. I feel honored to be with you today.
0: Thank you, Cesar. I know you for many years. I know your brother and you come from from an excellent family and there's a lot of wonderful memories. Let me just introduce for our podcast listeners because Cesar, as you know, we have now listeners all over the world. We have people just recently from the United Kingdom just joined us, New Delhi, Panama, all all over South America. So I want to share with them your impressive and distinguished pedigree and and let them know the type of foundation that you established for yourself that really gave you that that springboard for your professional career. Cesar, undergraduate from Penn State University, went on to to the Inter-American University School of Law, where he obtained a Juris Doctor. He continued his education, obtaining a master's in international and comparative law, from Georgetown University Law Center, and he furthered his education, obtaining a degree from the School of Design, from Harvard University. It's impressive what this gentleman has been able to accomplish. On a professional level, he is recognized as a leader in the shopping center world, where he's partner of Plaza Guayama. In in Guayama, he'll let us know a little bit of the new name of Plaza Guayama, which changed its motto, its identity, and its branding just recently, and he's also a partner at a prestigious law firm in San Juan. Cesar, let me formally welcome you. Please let us know how you've been.
1: Thank you very much. First of all, uh, thank you for the introduction, and uh, I haven't uh, reviewed my my educational background for a long time, but uh, definitely uh, it it has been a foundation, as you correctly pointed out, it's very strong because I, I think it all comes from your family. Uh, it, it, you know, in my family, uh, being uh, you know being student for life, it's it's part of who you are, uh, and definitely uh, you know when when you think about you know further your education, I think that's the way to go. But we have been you know under the circumstances. We're healthy. Uh, Everybody's fine. And I'm I'm really happy to say that at least we have taken all the uh, precautions necessary and uh, that everybody in my family is doing fine. And I hope that all of our listeners uh, are in the same position right now.
0: Thank you, Cesar. Thank you for that warm introduction. We had recently a good friend of ours, Tito Gonzalez, on our program last week. And Tito gave us a, a wonderful overview Of the shopping centers in puerto rico the impact that the centers have and what they represent to the puerto rico economy but i'd like uh, in today's show if you could possibly take us away from sam juan and the conventional shopping centers and let our listeners know the impact and what the regional superpower centers represent for the puerto rico economy and the social responsibility that these centers take within the community that they're a part of.
1: Yeah, that, that would be great. Uh, I think you have uh, framed it correctly. Uh, I listened to uh, uh, Adolfo Tito Gonzalez uh, podcast, and you're right. Uh, uh, he's uh, definitely were able to convey adequately. Uh, the importance of the shopping center industry in Puerto Rico, retail shopping center industry in Puerto Rico. Uh, But I love it the way you're saying it because uh, uh, I do feel, uh, and this has been a point that I've made uh, in multiple occasions in multiple forums, uh, the experience of managing a property, a shopping center in this case, uh, outside of the San Juan metropolitan area it's a unique experience. It's different. Uh, we, we, we try to um, promote and convey this, this sense of community uh, in our market. Uh, I come from Guayama. I, I was born and uh, born raised in Guayama. So for me, uh, this is part of my roots, part of my heritage. So this is not like an investment. It, it is actually a, a, a heirloom. Uh, my father built it. Uh, and and it's more than just a, a property for us. And and I think when you describe it uh, like you know being a regional center, it, it entails more than just opening stores. It's uh, the the social center, the social plaza, if you will, uh, of the of the whole trade market area, the whole community. Uh, we also uh, engage in social activities. Uh, we also, we even have a department, a, a an office to deal with uh, the petitions, the private petitions for, from anybody. It could be governmental municipalities or it could be private non-for-profit organizations to handle and promote and, uh, and, and being able to uh, uh, export their services so that, that we can be the hub of the area uh, for, for our citizens, for, for we call that our compueblanos, you know, the people who live in our towns.
0: That's, you know, that's good to hear. And I know we have a lot of respect for Tito. When Tito mentioned to us on the program, and you had also shared with me how you guys are competitors on the day to day, but he's, he has seen a unified front from the commercial center owners, operators. Hello. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. With the, uh, with, with, with the technology, we just had to readjust the, yes.
1: the
0: the reception. But could you share with us, okay, what is the stage of the phase-in process for the regional centers? Are you on target with the shopping centers? Are you guys moving a little bit quicker? How are you working together with your other owner and operators of centers right now?
1: Yes. Um, so, right now um, we have been Uh, we we joined forces for the first time. Uh, We formed, as Tito pointed out, the Puerto Rico Shopping Center Association. And uh, it is the first time that I know of, or it could be the second time, but it it definitely is the the first time that I've been part of uh, an association that basically comprises all the shopping centers in Puerto Rico. Either the ones that are owned by Puerto Ricans or the ones that are owned by REITs or uh, U.S. private investors. And... And we feel that uh, even though you know I don't I don't see, for example, uh, San Patricio Plaza as my competitor because you know we, we're far away uh, and we're different in different markets and we have different offerings. And in our case, for example, I think we are, and, and I don't want I don't want to sound in the wrong way, but we are somewhat ahead of the curve in the sense that our market historically has been a middle-low-income uh, population. So, so basically, uh, we have always adapted our tenant mix, our offerings uh, towards that market. And we started in 2012 to tra- uh, tra- uh, transform our center from a, a, a strictly shopping center to a mixed use, where you have offices, you have governmental agencies, you have retail, you have supermarkets, which is different from the experience of the shopping malls in the U.S. and in Puerto Rico. So that, that's what I think it, it has made us successful in our market. We have a 98% occupancy. What's going to happen once we reopen the shopping centers, which, by the way, as, as of today, we don't know for sure when is that day. We're hoping we're working towards opening a, to have a soft opening on the 18th of May and a, and a full Opening, But when I say full, what I, what I mean is uh, with all the necessary guidelines in place to safeguard the health and security of the employees, contractors, suppliers, uh, and obviously the most important, uh, the customers. Uh, we, 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 we understand that security and health are the number one issues right now, and we want to address them front and center, and, and we, we think that opening on the 18th, a soft opening, uh, very mildly, we, we establish and we set and we test all the different guidelines and the implementation of those guidelines in a correct and a strict way. And once we have that in place, then we can allow uh, uh, customers to come in and employees as well. We don't want to create a, a, a problem larger than what it already is. Uh, we want to be a solution to that problem. But definitely, we feel and we think and we agree, uh, we understand, not only as an industry, but but I'm talking myself as a citizen, uh, and a Puerto Rican that that we need to address the opening of in a, in a in a very respectful and uh, and healthy way, so that we can restart the economy again. Because otherwise. Uh, you know, it could be more difficult going forward to have a, uh, an economic situation that even if we don't have any, any COVID-19 uh, cases, we don't have any economy to work with. So there has to be a balance. We have to do an equilibrium uh, so that we can uh, continue with our lives in a safest possible way, uh, but definitely uh, moving forward. We, don't, we cannot just... Staying where we are, closed and and, and
0: doing nothing. So are you foreseeing, Cesar, possibly a new norm, a new way of of shopping, a new wave of of experience? Because as we know, and and I love the way you emphasize it, I'm just going to quote you, safeguarding. We want to safeguard and use the word health. You know, we're safeguarding the safety and health of everyone involved in this shopping center experience. And these are just not going to be temporary measures. It seems that this is going to be the new way of doing business. And it's, you know, it's interesting to hear you. Can you possibly share how that experience is going to be on a regional level for Juani, Maria, and Joe, and Cesar, when they go visit a center?
1: Yeah, for example, uh, you mentioned earlier uh, that we, we uh, 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 switch or we change, rename our center from Plaza Guayama to Centrico. Uh, Centrico is a new brand uh, because we feel that the new norm, at least for the retail shopping center, started before COVID-19. So what, what COVID-19 has done is basically accelerate those changes. Those changes are coming regardless if the virus is resolved or not. Uh, And and it didn't start on March or February of 2020. It started maybe two years ago. And the shopping centers as we know them and and their business models uh, are going to have to adapt to, you know, it is a new normal uh, because technology is forcing us to do that. Uh, Technology is uh, disrupting not only the shopping center industry, it's disrupting multiple industries right now. Ours is just one of them. Uh, It just happens to be that it's very visible, and that's why people are very concerned how it's going to be the new normal. But, for example, in our case, uh, we feel, uh, at least at Centrico, that uh, the consumer has changed and they want spaces that can generate life that you feel alive, that you feel that you are in contact with other human beings, that you feel that you are experiencing something unique, something that, that you want to share with other people. I think that's the way that the shopping center, the new norm will be. And we started that in 2018. We started making those changes. We have, we we have invested so far about $10 million in, in rebranding and, reconstruction and refurbishing the whole shopping center from the way people are, uh, from the way they enter the shopping center all the way to the way they get out and how they experience the personalized exp- uh, spaces within the, 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 uh, the, the shopping mall, how they, uh, re- how they can reflect their lifestyles in a way that, uh, that makes sense short-term and uh, long-term post-COVID-19 because the public spaces are going to be, for me, the public spaces are going to be the new uh, anchor tenants of the shopping center. And that public space, that public area uh, will allow us to uh, evolve in in, in a way that it's more in tune with the uh, customer desires and behaviors. Uh, I don't think people are, you know, obviously, it's going to take some time to get used to again, but this is not the first time that, that human beings have experienced uh, pandemics uh, or hurricanes or earthquakes. We have, throughout history, many civilizations have experienced that and they have overcome it. Uh, businesses, retail businesses have been forever, I mean, since since the beginning of civilization. So... How we're going to interact through technology and how our physical spaces are going to be transformed to to incorporate those new habits, behaviors, uh, experiences, and desires of all customers, that's going to be the the, the challenge. And I think the transformation that we're going to be seeing, uh, COVID just accelerated. For example, how incentrical are we looking forward to do that? One, we're doing uh, new public spaces. Uh, We call them hubs and we call them co-working spaces. Right now you say, well, you know, people cannot go in places together. Yeah, right now that's the norm. But but there's no way that people are going to feel great being by themselves in their homes. Eventually people are going to go out and we're going to look back and we're going to learn from these experiences. And we're going to be more prepared and more resilient towards new things in the future. Uh, the second thing that we're doing is that we are doing the curbside pickups. That's going to be a new norm. People are, some people are going to feel more at ease and more secure uh, picking up things outside uh, on, on the go. And we are uh, adapting our center towards that. And we're doing something that I don't think anybody has talked to. About it before we are building a uh, a, a, a an internet uh a, an app a, a retail platform uh, uh online and we're gonna develop and we're gonna create a fulfillment center so that our tenants are uh could uh place the uh, their merchandise on our fulfillment center within the shopping center, and we can deliver same day delivery to the towns that we are serving in our market. We are ready to launch that maybe in about, as soon as we open, maybe in, a mo- in about a month after that. Uh, and, and we're very excited because we feel that we are just getting ahead of the curve in what people are expecting uh, in the future.
0: Let me tell you, you are way ahead of the curve, Cesar. It is really, really motivating and enlightening uh, to listen to you. I remember years ago, we used to be at Urban Land Institute together. We used to go to these seminars together. You know, That's right. And the way you've continued to learn how... You know, how do you stay ahead of the curve? I know you're hands on, you, you're you in touch with your client base. You talk about consumer trends, you talk about offerings, but it, it's amazing how you have this vision to be ahead of the curve. It's, it's phenomenal.
1: Well, that, that's, uh, I'll tell you what, what I think, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to take any credit. Uh, I think again, it just goes back to what you said at the beginning education. Uh, I read, and I read, and I read, and I, and I do, I literally schedule time for deep thinking. Uh, I sit down and analyze what is, what is it that people are looking for. And, and for example, for me, w- w- I think we are in the first inning of an uh, automation revolution. And it's gonna affect, no matter what I, I do, between 30 to 50% of the retail jobs. So how can I be, how can I help those employees that are currently working in retail stores? Well, if we, if you, if, for example, if you have read the news, Amazon is it, just hiring a hundred thousand people more because fulfillment centers, which are not common in Puerto Rico, I don't think there, there might be maybe one or two, but if, if shopping centers could create their own fulfillment centers for their own tenants, and they can deliver on the same day. We already have 12 drivers ready to go to start uh, delivering goods to, the, uh, to our customers' homes without having to be in the shopping center. And the way we do that is that we're thinking that historically technology has been a disruption. We know that. We know that's a reality. We, we cannot get around that. So the only thing that we can do is that uh, we could be part of it or, 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 or we just miss out the boat. And the, the, there is a lot of people saying, oh, there's going to be a lot of shopping centers or malls. They talk about particularly malls. Uh, there's a distinction between a, a mall and a, uh, and a shopping strip. Shopping strip is just basically a, uh, a, a, a retail property that, that doesn't have air con- like an air conditioning in place. So in Puerto Rico, there there is a few malls Plaza Las Americas, Plaza Cari- Carolina, Plaza del Caribe in Ponce, uh, Mayagüez Mall, Centrico in Guayama, uh, Plaza del Sol in Bayamón. So, uh, so if you if you think that those places are going to be harmed, well, I don't know if that's going to be the case completely in Puerto Rico. One, I will tell you that uh, if you if you get ahead of the curve right now amazon is, it's not delivering many things to Puerto Rico, so that 's a reality two uh, people depend a lot of on, on at least in, in my region on cash so there's not a lot of uh, uh, credit card purchases uh, they use uh, ATM uh, or they use uh, ATH mobile mobile but uh, but but they don't they don 't usually use credit cards so if we can develop something targeted, tailored to our market, uh, then that's when you become a, a, a relevant force uh, in, in, in your region. And you can stay ahead of the curve when it comes to closings. For example, 70% of our stores are Puerto Rican stores. And so if you have a lot of closings in, in the U.S., that's really sad, but that doesn't directly affect us. Uh, because we have the majority of our tenants are locally owned uh, operators. And I think the, the fact that uh, they, today uh, it was just announced that JCPenney is filing bankruptcy next week. Uh, you saw the bankruptcy of Sears. Uh, and, you know, th- these department stores, are, are, uh, Kmart just disappeared. At least in our center, Kmart and Sears closed the stores. So we have other options that we are going to be announcing soon to take over those spaces because we're negotiating those spaces as we speak. And it just tells you that there are opportunities in the market. It's just a matter of identifying what is the tenant mix that is appropriate for your region, for your, for your customers. And once you offer them what they want, they will, they will continue to uh, support you. They will continue to uh, sponsor you. And that is exactly what we're looking for with all these initiatives that we have um, uh, created and designed uh, for the lab. We have been discussing about this uh, for three years uh, since, since two thousand eighteen. It, uh, it's just that COVID nineteen just accelerated those uh, uh, those um, initiatives. But the truth is that that no, I mean anybody it doesn't matter what industry you're in, uh, you're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna be disrupted in some way or another. Maybe it might take you five months, maybe it will take you five years. But the reality is that from medicine to retail, to the way you buy uh, anything, the way you study, the way you go to university, the way you work in office buildings is gonna be impacted Mm -hmm. by technology. And you have two choices, be going the way of the dinosaur or being adaptive uh, and, and try to uh, to offer uh, an alternative to the reality that we're living right now.
0: You're hitting it out of the ballpark, Cesar. It's a, it's a grand slam with everything that you've shared with us. I love it. I mean, the curbside, the fulfillment center, you're going to have your own app, and obviously you've been preparing for this. It's not like you said you didn't wake up February 15th and say, what's no. going to happen? COVID-19 yeah. accelerated your plans. That's and, right. And, uh, you know, you're on top of your game. You're on top of your game. And that, that, that's great to hear. And that's just an, another example of, of your success. And uh, we wish you continued success. Is Thank there you. anything that you can share now that we're coming to an end of, the, of this wonderful conversation that we've had with you that maybe I I did not ask you regarding the industry that you feel it's important to share with our listeners?
1: Yes, Uh, one thing, I, I believe, I strongly believe, and I have said this many times in many forums, that this is the time for Puerto Rican entrepreneurs to step up and take care of the needs of our customers in Puerto Rico. As these American brands, are living in Puerto Rico, it is a great opportunity to develop what we used to have when we were kids like eh, Gonzalez Padin or Verasco or La Tiendas Salvador Colón and all many great uh, almacenes Gonzalez. You know, all these great tenants, Moscoso, Farmacia Moscoso. I mean, you had in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we had a great Puerto Rican uh, entrepreneurship community that has been decimated by the entrance of, the, of these uh, mega stores. Well, as they go out, it is a great opportunity for Puerto Ricans to step up again and take care of the customers and create a working class that is dependent on ourselves, on ourselves. No, not on
0: third parties outside of the needs of Puerto Rico. Cesar, you're powerful, man. You really are. It's, it's, it's power that you got. It's intelligence. It's knowledge. It's experience. And uh, you shared a lot with us. And, you know, sometimes guys at your level are timid in sharing all of these ideas, insights, because, you know, the, the competitors could be listening or the other people are listening. But just with your attitude and the way that you said to be a great citizen for Puerto Rico, you, your success if that could transpire to other people's successes, then we have a really, really solid industry from point to point. And I don't wish everyone success.
1: Exactly that. I don't. Uh, my fellow, uh, you know, uh, members of the industry. On the contrary, uh, I don't. I don't see them. You know, I don't see them as competitors in the sense that that uh, if we are all successful. Uh, that's great for the economy. That's great for our community. That's great for jobs, for employment, for help, for for the government, for our mun- municipalities. Uh, you know, it. This is. I mean, this is. This is something that everybody has to work, and we have to get outside of our tribes and and think about Puerto Rico as one island, not like you know different regions. Uh, even though I am in a region, and I'm trying to satisfy the need of, of our customers. Be, and, and why? Because I know them because I'm one of them. I'm from, I'm from that town. My mother and my father were from that town. Was from, my father was from that town. He died 20 years ago. My grandparents as well. So, you know, we have a commitment towards making sure that the, the uh, region of Guayama, Salinas, Guayama, Arroyo, Patillas, Maunabo, those five municipalities that we feel so connected to, they, that they have the best that they can have. If we can provide that to them, we're going to do everything in our, in our power. And I, and I hope that's going to be, and I, and I know, by the way, I don't hope, I know that's the case in, in all the other shopping centers in Puerto Rico. I know that for a fact because I know them. I know they're very on top of it and they have very successful occupancies. And that tells you that our market Despite of what many people might be saying, uh, it, it, right now, it's in a dire situation. Don't get me wrong. You know, being closed for two months, it's very, very damaging to our industry. Not, open, not having a, an, a specific date to open is in detriment of thousands of jobs and literally billions of dollars in sales. So we, we need to resolve that. But once we we solve it, once we implement everything that, that it has been uh, already discussed, uh, I'm I'm sure that the Puerto Rican customers are going to support uh, our our initiatives, and I, they're going to feel they're going to be back at a new normal uh, again. Cesar,
0: I thank you for your time. Please send my best to your family. Thank and you. Thank a- you. Thank you, Sean. I'm going to just have to say goodbye now. We thank our podcast listeners for another wonderful show here on Reboot. And as we say, stay connected, be safe, stay strong. Thank you.
1: Have a great day. Bye-bye.